This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm from Prague. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji, and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki, and I live in Paris. Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm from New York. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Liki. Hi, I'm Olabanji. Today we're talking about something that is going to sound a bit unusual. We're talking about music and climate change. Yes. What do you think? Does music have anything to do with climate change at all? I think I would say nothing and everything. You know, nothing okay. because it's music, it's art. Um, so it's not something that you can touch. It's not something tangible. Maybe you can change the way we play from distributed music, make it more uh, environmental friendly. But mm -hmm. at first, I would say nothing. But then I would say, no, it has a lot to do with climate change because music is a way, like all forms of art, to influence yeah. people and change culture. So I think it has a lot to do with climate change. This could be a powerful tool. Yeah. Absolutely agree with you on that end. I mean, at first, just like you said, I, I was like, nah, there's probably no relationship between music and climate change. But music is a very big part of culture. Yes. And influences the way people behave. Very, very much so that, you know, for example, you could find people that are very much influenced by a genre of music dressing in a type of way mm. they could dress some way for example hip-hop music if you see someone dress a type of way you might predict with a great level of accuracy that this person listens to hip-hop mm -hmm. um, because they're probably dressing the exact way they see the hip-hop artists dressing in the music videos there was this dressing at some some years back i think they called it 50 cent or something it was just some baggy jean tight t-shirts and a scarf and yeah. people wore that to identify with that genre of music and sometimes even an artist so looking at it in that light i think you're very correct like music that ability of music can be used to communicate to convey messages and to influence behavior yeah i think that I mean, we're talking about music, and music is very broad. But if we talk about singers in groups, um, yeah. pop singers or rap singers, all kind of singers, they can become yeah. an icon and an yeah. influencer, and they have a yeah. very, very big role to play when they become an yeah. influencer on how people behave. There is this big discussion, and I'm sure that you have heard about it, yeah. that uh, soccer players... They're not yeah. musicians, but they're soccer players. They could play a very big role in um, influencing how the youth perceive climate change because yeah. they have such a, a strong influence on people, on the youth. Mm. And uh, yeah. so that's why there's a lot of criticism 
um, you know, how some soccer players take a private jet to on to yeah. on the holiday or like you know, uh, drive sports cars and all that. They could do it, but it's not because they can do it that they should do it because they have a role to play to uh, to show a good example on what is responsible or not. Yeah, that that is very. That's very clear. Remember on one episode of this podcast, we talked about Leonardo DiCaprio and mm. a lot of the efforts that he was making to convey messages to the public about climate change. I went to his page and I even learned a couple of things about whales and things. And, you know, if Leo is posting it, then millions of people are accessing it and, and they're reading it and they're learning more about it. And they are becoming more conscious. And so he's using his platform and the access that he has to, you know, propagate the the idea. And that that's also true in, in music. I think I read an article, I think it was by MIT. And they said that music has been shown to encourage altruism, some sort of selflessness. You would even go to YouTube sometimes and... The videos there are fundraisers for specific causes. So I remember John Legend in one of his videos during COVID gave out mm -hmm. all the revenue from that particular video on YouTube. You'd actually see it right there. It's a fundraiser. There's a mm -hmm. tag on the video that shows fundraiser that all the funds coming from that video is going to specific causes, usually nonprofit. And that could also be a way of empowering or advocating for climate causes. One thing I find particularly interesting is that in addition to the artist being an icon and being someone with influence, they could even do that through the music as well. In the lyrics of the songs. Yeah, in the lyrics of the songs. And that would be directly communicating. You know, when, when I was younger, I would learn rap songs from beginning to the end. I would just know those songs, would listen to them over and over and over and over again. We enjoyed yes. them. And, you know, it's, it's such a great opportunity to sleep in some of these things because music is known to affect behavior in somewhat an unprecedented way, right? Music makes you feel things. You would feel certain types of way from listening to certain type of songs. So sleeping in lyrics about, Maybe statistics or something about climate change could be very, very helpful, especially to people that do not consider it as something at all. And even people that consider it as something would spot it. Funny enough, I think this was in a, at a stadium they were doing a survey and they found out that 90% of the people present there knew about climate change and were... Mm -hmm at a level knowledgeable about climate change. And at this rate, it's not just about knowing because it's like, well, the message is actually starting to get across a lot. Probably more ways to trigger people and make them feel responsible for the ecosystem. And so, yeah, lyrics in there, like you said, can be very helpful. I can just imagine how Jay-Z would put a line about climate change because he's so poetic. If he slips in that line, it's going to be like, whoa, 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 this is great. And there's a whole audience waiting for that kind of stuff. But maybe he doesn't care. 
yeah, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but talking about you know the lyrics, I just remember when you want to teach a kid to do something. Yeah. There's a lot of songs to teach kids to do things. You know how to brush teeth or how to you know how yeah. to. I don't know how to to play. Everything is like a sing along song to teach kids. Yeah, I think songs and and um, and music is very powerful. And actually, when you suggested this uh, this topic, I of course I googled and um, and I googled okay music and climate change in French, and then I realized that I was listening to a lot of singers, French singers who have released songs about climate change in the 90s mm -hmm. because in the 90s I used wow. to listen to rap music and this those are French rappers uh, I don't listen I don't listen so much to rap music anymore so I don't know what rap music is about today but when I was younger in the 90s actually when I was young in the 90s um, yeah. and I was listening to rap music I realized that there are a lot of singers that were rapping about environment and climate change and mm. um and I didn't realize that. <laughs> wow. I mean, I know all these songs, and uh, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that it was. I mean, I know that they were talking about the environment, but um, it was more about the ozone layer and biodiversity and all that. Yeah. But um, you know, it was just normal. Yeah. So I don't know how it is today. Well, I, I certainly hope that more musicians would actually consider doing that as well, because it'll be very helpful. That is one way that we can get the system to, well, I wouldn't say change, but that is one way we can greatly influence the system. You were talking about kids and how they learn to do a lot of things by singing. And one of the reasons that kids learn things, you know, by learning the songs and sort of practicing what's in the song is because it's easy. They remember those things yes. faster, it's more fun than just reading it or just reciting it until it's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and, and then they keep going and going. And, you know, they learn to tie their shoelaces, they learn to dress up, yes. they learn to do all sorts of things. And knowledge at that age hardly goes away. So mm. it's one of the great ways that that kids, that we can indoctrinate kids well. I wouldn't say indoctrinate, but plant teach. a sense of awareness. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can teach kids to be conscious of the environment. Don't do this here. Don't do that here. If you are here, do this. Like, it's a ton of beautiful songs that can be written and taught in schools to to get these kids to be more conscious. Um, yeah, and so I I think that. Whilst it looks like there's absolutely no connection between music and climate change, there's a whole lot. Here's a funny thing. About 90% of, and, and I, I read this in, in an MIT article, about 90% of MIT students are also musicians. Oh, really? That's a yeah. lot. That's a huge proportion. That's virtually everybody yes. at MIT. Wow. Well, I would assume that what they mean is that everyone can either play a musical instrument or sing. Mm. But this article is by MIT. Mm. And they say 90% of their students are also musicians. That's very interesting. Yeah. And what about playing music and distributing music? 
Well, okay, we can start with the elephant in the room, which would be the tours. Yes. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> the artist releases an album and he's on tour for another year, like a whole year. And yes, and traveling with in, the crew and, and equipment and everything. And everything and, and gathering crowds in different places. So, well, that's that's one guy right there. I, I wouldn't say that that's a huge contributing factor to the global climate crisis, but but it's definitely something. The other part, like you said, I don't know if there's much as far as distribution is concerned. Oh, distribution? It used to be physical thing, you know, CDs yeah. and uh, and LPs. And today, even though we're going back to LPs, but today it's, um, I think, I don't know a lot of people who buy CDs anymore. Yeah, people don't buy CDs generally anymore. Yeah, so Not that's anymore. less physical stuff. Yeah, and I, is that better for the climate? Mm, I would assume so, but I don't know what the carbon emission from the streaming services. Yeah, like the servers and, and the rest of them. Because mm. I know once we talked mm. about about cryptocurrency and how much that is such a huge thing with emissions. But I, I wouldn't, I don't know about servers and how the streaming part is done. But I would, I would yeah. also assume that it's actually better than than traveling to the store to buy a CD or yeah. or any of all that stuff. I think a good rule of thumb would be to download the song or the piece of music on your device and then listen to it. And that way, it doesn't have to go through the network. I, I just assume this this could be a rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I guess that, that should pretty much just work for all your favorite songs. So download them, the ones you listen to the most. So that you don't have to keep going back for them. And that way you don't place a demand on the server to provide the music for you all the time. Yeah. But I would like just to go back to the tour. And, um, and I know, I mean, you say that it might not be a huge contributor to climate change, but yeah. in that realm, everything counts. And so there are some bands that have been doing some very interesting stuff. Like, I don't know if mm -hmm. you are familiar with Coldplay. Yeah, I know Coldplay. I don't know if they're still on the world tour, but um, last year they were touring the world and on their website, you can see a lot of funny initiatives to ensure sustainability of their tour. Like there was a, like a, the dance floor where you can dance and then the energy from the dance floor is reused to power part of the, of the, the stage or the entire show of the stage or something like that yeah wow so i find it quite funny you know to make people dance and then it generates energy and then use that to power the stage or the song or the performance if you go to on the website there's a lot of initiatives uh, about sustainability and how they are trying to improve things and try to reduce the carbon footprint wow that's definitely commendable that's beautiful that's worthy of emulation if, if they're doing that i think that's great so people dance and then the stage is powered or some lights are powered or something is powered and reduces reliance on, on fossil fuel. Yeah. And also another initiative that I find quite interesting, and I don't know how it will evolve in the future, but last year, and actually I think it's still going on, they, I went to um, 
an ABBA concert in London. I mean, I live in okay. Paris, so I just have to take the train to go to London and, and see ABBA. And I don't know if you, you know ABBA. It's a, uh, yeah, I know. it's a Swedish group that was very popular in uh, 40 years ago. They split about 40 years ago. My parents used to, to listen to ABBA, so I'm a big fan of ABBA. So, and when I found out about that concert in London, I bought my tickets. But the way they're doing it, is that they're doing it like with some sort of um, they they call it avatars, like avatars, and uh, basically okay. it's a concert of holograms. Wow! But it was really, really, really well made. They have planned to hold this concert for half a year, but the, the thing is, it's still going on mm -hmm. because it's so so well made. It, you really feel that you are seeing the real ABBA. ABBA members performing in front of you. But they're not there. They're not there. It's like they're holograms playing on stage. That is so super cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And um, it, it really felt that you are, they are singing on stage. And I was thinking, wow, this could be the future. The future could be, you don't have to go to a concert. If you have this kind of equipment, yeah. you're just like in your living room and have this device or... You can even have a headset so you don't even have to bother your neighbors you, so you yeah. have the headset and you have the um the uh what do you call it the the google yeah. mask the, the 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 thing for the vision i think this is the future i don't know definitely sounds like it definitely sounds like it it's super cool that way people don't have to move and travel miles to to get to a concert yeah, I don't know if the idea of this ABBA concert is to replicate this concept in other cities. So far, it's only in London, but you can just imagine, you know, they can be everywhere. Even if we're everywhere. not talking about that advanced technology in your living room, but it could be, oh, they could be performing in London and at the same time in, um, in Lagos or yeah. and, um, and somewhere in, um, in Tokyo, in other cities. And so the crew doesn't have to travel. To travel, yeah, makes total sense. And people don't have to travel as well. You can be where you are and enjoy concerts and have fun. Yes. I mean, the trade-off yeah. would be the human-to-human -human interaction yeah. and dancing with people. I guess that's part of the fun <laughs> of the concert. Oh, yes, dancing with people. That, that, that's a big part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, well, we can do it. 50 50 if if this takes away half of the emissions it's okay to do that if i were to go to a concert to two concerts probably do one virtual and one live and oh. if everyone just did that <laughs> it'll have some impact i guess mm. yes yeah in real life events are good as well yeah yeah well, it's been super cool talking about music and climate change music and, and hope, environment and the environment yeah music and the environment yeah and i hope this brings a level of consciousness to what's actually possible and before we say that is there anything i can do about it there's definitely stuff you can do especially if you are into some form of art that is able to influence behavior we're probably not even thinking of many of them there's music there's probably many many other ways that 
behavior can be influenced or we can help make it easier for the message to be passed or for people to remember or take action. Yeah. So I know what I'm going to do now. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is to create playlists of um, songs that talk about climate and environment. That's something yeah. I can do right away. Yeah. And and enjoy listening to them. Yes. And share it and spread the message. Yeah. And I think another beautiful way is there's the communicating it, which is explicitly talking about the environment in the music. There's also conveying it. So communicating is talking about it directly. Conveying it is implying it, mm. even though you're not necessarily saying that this is a statistic or that's another thing. It's like you can talk about an experience where you cared and infuse that into the music and people feel like, yeah. oh, I can care too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so. it just, you know, the, the song that just come to mind is the, you know, this Louis Armstrong song, What a Beautiful World. And yeah. I do. I'm not going to sing because I'm a poor, very, very poor singer, <laughs> but I'm sure that you know this song, What a Beautiful World. What a Wonderful yeah. World. And I when see you... skies are blue or something. <laughs> oh, you're not trying to sing it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's I a celebration of the world that we need. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, <laughs> this song is definitely a celebration of the world that we need to protect. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to play Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, maybe we can sing along together. Oh, no, that's I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible singer. I'm a horrible singer as well. <laughs> but I'll try. Icy skies are blue and clouds are white. Oh, no, no. Abort. Abort mission. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we should end this then. <laughs> yeah. We should we should probably end it. And And maybe before we go, another song that also my is we are the world by michael jackson and and the rest oh yeah the the we other guys the yeah you see we you're not such a bad singer. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a great song but we are both yeah. singers, so. talk to you next week <laughs> talk to you next week <laughs> Hey, this is Leaky. Just some last minute news. As I'm posting this conversation, and today it's October 10th, 2023. I've just read that Björk, you know, the singer from Iceland, she has teamed up with Rosalia, another pop singer from Spain, and they are collaborating on a song to campaign against industrial salmon farming in Iceland. Yes, you heard it. Industrial fish farming in Iceland. This is quite alarming and very sad because Iceland is a place with some of the most breathtaking wonders you can imagine. The title of the song has not been announced yet, but you can see a preview on Björk's social media platforms. So we'll link that in the show notes. Björk has announced that all the proceeds from this song will be donated to help fishermen with the legal fees at Seydisfjordur. This is the name of the fjord in Iceland. 
And I just wanted to share that with you to complete this conversation with Ola Benji. And as we discussed, music can be a powerful vehicle to create change. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.